the expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's, it's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Robers, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's go. What is happening? We are back with another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. I believe episode 33? Depends on if you count the fuck up we just didn't have to start over. It could be episode 36. I it don't could know. Be. Who knows? But yeah. we're here. Mark's fault. And we're back. And as always, I'm here with my brother and my co-host, Mr. Jake B. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yeah, we got a very special guest with us here today. But first, Jake, tell us what is new. Dude, what's new is it's Halloween tomorrow. I'm pumped up. I'm going to go over to Duddy's house, and I'm going to take some pictures. It'll be Rocky, my son's first Halloween. He will be a skeleton, but I can't wait to see what you and your family are going to be. We've been talking it's about good. it on the episodes. It's, it's good. good. It's good. Duddy looks proud. Every year he keeps it a secret, but every year him and his entire family and anyone he knows that he can get to come over, they all <laughs> dress up. As, I don't know, just one big thing. So I, I have to wonder, there's probably going to be like eight people involved, right? Or more with, so. I think that this year it is, I think it's eight of us. Yeah. Eight of us. So I always try to think, I'm like, what movie or thing has a cast of eight memorable people <laughs> or creatures that you could possibly, Monsters, Inc. All right, I got it. See you next no, year. Everyone. No, I'm just kidding. That would be good. Know. I've, yeah, so you know, I can't wait to see. I have no idea, and I'm sure you'll put up pictures, and everyone else. Will oh get yeah, to of see course, it. of course. So that's tomorrow. Otherwise, we got the merch. Uh, we got the merch going on online. So you go to feelinggoodwithduddy.com. You get the the pork snorkel pen, which is absolutely almost gone. Get the Duddy B pen, the the hoodies, the the shirts, all that. But importantly, uh, what we want to start asking at the top of the show is: if you're a fan of the show, if you listen, please give us reviews. You know, wherever it is that you're listening to the show. Give us reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, you know, or Apple Music, because that puts us in an algorithm that more people see the show. And hopefully we can grow and get more listeners. That's easy. I don't care if you give us five stars, one star. T say we're the worst fucking podcast ever. Be honest, dude. In no way do I expect you to lie. Three is probably where we land, Duddy. Fair. A three, maybe two and a half. That's where I think we should be. But if you feel it's a five, <laughs> look, I'm just being honest here. No, come on. All fives. You got it. But uh, other than that, we've got the Patreon, where we are giving away prizes every Friday and a big prize of a guitar If we, when we reach 200 Patreon followers. I think we have like 102 right now. I think it's 103. 103? Yep. Yeah? God damn, we're just going to argue about numbers all day. <laughs> um, that's just patreon.com, feeling good with Duddy, and you'll get behind-the-scenes footage of this and every single episode there, as well as prizes every damn Friday. Come on now. So, Duddy, let's do this. 
Let's do it. Okay, cool. Today, we have a very special guest. He is another local boy uh, coming from Costa Mesa. He uh, was actually referred to us by a friend of ours, a guest we've had on before, Ian Butler. Yep. Uh, apparently, they train at the same gym. <laughs> and uh, he has his own podcast called Overcoming You, and his name is Josh Canuti. What's happening? What up? What up? You ever have deja vu? Feels yeah. like this is the... Uh... Second time I've done this. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, for the listeners, we we got about, I don't know, two minutes into the show, and we're sailing along, and it was good. I did a way better sponsor read on that first go. Oh, but oh the, yeah. You guys sure. should have heard it. Was it was one dude. of the best. You guys should have fucking. It was just absolute gold. But it's lost forever. Mark's fault. And yeah. we were someone waved the hands from the control board and said, no, 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 no. We'll start over. It was Mark. We were all thrown off, but I feel like we've got back on track, and we've got the perfect guest for that. So Josh Kennedy, yes. what's up? Not a mucho. I'm guessing Goonies for Halloween. Is that what your family's going in? No. Holy shit, dude. Damn. No, but that's, that's a, a good, good one. Guess. I that's, that, damn, we should have. Yeah, I thought that would have been a good, good pull. So close. I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, be, obviously, to be the kids in Goonies, a little tough because they just dress like kids. I mean, you could obviously be. Chunks the kid. What's the monster fucking f- sloth? Sloth. Yes. Unfortunately, I feel like I would make a pretty easy sloth. <laughs> ah, sloth's like, revenge. It wouldn't would take much. For you. To... <laughs> right, you right. just need a bald cat yeah. thing. Tuck yeah. your hair in there, and then it would be funny. Someone could be the mom, that evil oh, yeah. mom. Oh, co- for so, tellies or whatever. So look at yeah. this. Go, go online, and I don't know how you're ever going to find this, but there's a picture going around that someone made, and it was Jared uh-huh. with a beanie on, side by side with that mom. With a little bit and no, identical, it, looked, ah, it was like holy ah, shit. <laughs> I want that. Find that. Yeah, search the entire fucking uh, show. I don't for know that. If, if it's gonna pop up, but it was good. Dude, if you guess, yeah, yeah, but no, that's it's not that. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's a great sure. guess. I was uh, just talking to you before. I was talking to some of my buddies on the way over here. Um, and we're all big fans, but I was just saying, I was like, I remember seeing you at Tiki Bar, oh, little shit. tiny corner bar yep. out here in Costa Mesa. Way back in the day. Way back. And that is crazy because, I mean, we were saying we were trying to date. We didn't want to date ourselves, but we were saying that had to be easily over 10 years ago. Yeah, when we were 12, right? Yeah, we're 12 years old. 10 years ago, I was 12. Absolutely. That's right. right. That's right. Just turned 12. Yeah, Yeah, the Tiki Bars, you had a small little spot in Costa Mesa. And it's funny. it It was always the Tiki Bar when we were kids and when we were coming up playing shows there. And then it turned into something else, like Club Rain. It yeah. like became yes, something right. else, yep. yeah. and then went back to the tiki, back to bar. The tiki bar. It's like so weird. That's two blocks from my house. Oh, yeah. it's all, crazy. I all, drive by it every day. All of our friends and just all the local bands. We so all you, you played the tiki bar. You played sure. the damn tiki bar. Yep. You, it's the only spot that's like still there. It's just yeah. Been and then there. I still hear it, shows going on there. Yeah. it was right down the street from where we recorded our first like three albums. Yep, 17th Street Studio. And I remember, yeah, I remember sometimes Mm -hmm. uh, recording and then after a session, just walking down to the tiki bar. It is also a bar. It is a bar. It is. It's in the name. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a stage. Yeah, every band is played there. And so, talking about that, you're a local dude, Costa Mesa boy, but you know, we had never met Josh before. But like Duddy said, 
through a, a guest, like kind of a fan favorite guest of ours, Ian Butler, who yeah. is a, a mixed martial artist. He's a Bellator fighter, just won his last fight. Last he, two fights, I believe. He's, he's won his last like four or five. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. but he oh, won his, yeah, yeah, he's been finishing yeah. people. Oh, like, that was his first Bellator. It was his first. That's right. It was his first fight in Bellator again. again. He had a brief stint yeah. in Bellator yeah. early on. And um and he won and he looked great doing mm-hmm. it and um and he turned us on to you yep and so you're a local guy grew up in Costa Mesa and uh, you're friends with Ian Butler and you have a what why we have you in is because you have a podcast overcoming you and it's about kind of mental is it what, what would you say yeah so um, first of all I do want to clarify some things you said I trained with him I trained <laughs> adjacent to him I yes. see him on the other side of the gym because <laughs> yeah. it's a different type of fucking thing when you go to throw a punch and then you have someone like him throw a punch through the bag and then oh, you have yeah. a bruise for like six weeks <laughs> yeah. it's just a different type of level there's levels to that shit but uh yeah no I had him on and the whole purpose of the podcast is basically just to overcome yourself and I know that sounds kind of cheesy or whatever but what happened what I realized is that kind of through some things that I went through and kind of some dark times that after I kind of researched it and talked to some professionals that all the data is kind of going in the wrong direction as far as like depression increasing, anxiety increasing, suicide, like the second leading cause of death, ages 10 to 34 is suicide. Crazy. Fourth leading cause of death, ages 35 to 55 is suicide. Um you said you have a boy. Do you have any girls? I have a boy and a girl, yeah. So this is the one that, that breaks my fucking heart because I don't have any kids yet, but all of my friends have kids. And the fastest growing group of depression, anxiety, and suicide attempts are girls 11 to 16. And makes sense. It's like the world just keeps getting more competitive yeah. and more insane. And, and that's when with social media, it's just in your face 24 hours I a mean, day. my daughter is 11. You know, yeah, and so she'll be 12 uh, in December. But it's like you see it, too, and so quickly it goes from just, like, fun little girl, no worries in the world, and then you feel like it's, like, a month later it's just, like, stressed about, like, looks and boys and they're, yeah. and the girls. Like, my son, he doesn't get in fights with his friends. And, like, my daughter, it's, like, all the time it's, like, oh, you know, me and blah, 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 I got in an argument today yep. and now we're not talking. And the Girls, it's – Stressful, man. Emotional. Emotional. And the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people like to blame it on social media, and that's part of it. But kind of going back to the podcast is that social media is not going anywhere. Yeah. It's it's life now. Yeah. I'm stoked that it exists. I love what's coming up. I love this new thing, TikTok, or whatever else is going to come up. I want more of it. I love it. We got to figure out how to deal with it Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. We got to figure out to feel good with the person in the mirror first. And so that's why I have people like Ian Butler on. That's why I have these Olympic-level athletes to go, hey, I'm just like fucking everybody else. Everybody goes through these times of self-doubt and negativity. And whether you're Beyonce or Jeff Bezos, it doesn't make a difference. You all go through it. And that's why I wanted to have this podcast because not to focus on the negativity, but there's there's something that resonates. It makes you kind of feel good when you're like, oh, wow, guy from Dirty Heads doesn't feel all the good – Feel good all the time. He he has he's self conscious. Totally. You know that sometimes makes makes you feel good. And then you yeah. listen to how you overcome that, or listen to Ian how he overcame, you know, being homeless and dealing with all mm-hmm. this all the stuff that he came in. Now he's this amazing human being. He's knocking people out left to right. So that's the whole point of the podcast. I just want to try to connect people <laughs> with individuals. That and was funny. <laughs> He's this amazing human being. He's knocking people out left and right. <laughs> you know, he shot yeah. like shot like four puppies. He's great. But when those people are unconscious, they're not thinking yeah. about negativity yeah. at all. So that he's doing yeah. them a yeah. nice little favor. It's so, so funny. So, <laughs> punctuation is so crucial. I just yeah. was at a, at a wedding, and you know, 
I had to give a talk at a wedding and my buddy's wedding, I've known him since high school. And I had this thing, you know, memorized and was going to give the speech. And I wanted, he had this huge Durango with these huge sound systems. And the line was, when I wrote it was, um, you know, we grew up banging music in your uh, Durango since a little kid. But when I got up there, I went, we grew up banging and then I paused, and everyone just started laughing. Like, oh, oh shit, that comma will fuck your That's a yeah. big got deal. So quick. It's you too make late. Sure. That's yeah. a big yeah, go, deal. No, 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 I'm banging yeah, music. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. Not all you were uh, banging. Each yeah. other. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for our listeners, you know, and for us, too, who don't know you, like, give us a quick little background. You Like, where did you grow up in, in Costa Mesa? And, and, or what kind of led you to wanting to start this podcast? Yeah, so grew up in Costa Mesa, Newport Beach, whole, whole, um, my whole entire life, and was just kind of, I always wanted to be, quote unquote, successful, just kind of like everybody has yeah. those dreams or aspirations. And so I was in kind of the retail sector, so started out at a um, save-on little drugstore, became store manager, district manager, then I was at, went to the corporate office for a, a retail company. I was overseeing $580 million, 22,000 associates across Canada. United States and Puerto Rico, and just putting millions and millions of dollars to their EBITDA line. And I went, hey, I want to do that for myself. Yeah. And so I ventured out, tried to buy this company out here in Costa Mesa, $10 million company, liquidated everything I had, and literally in the lawyer's office, ready to sign the papers. And the seller changed some of the logistics, and there was an expiration clause in the contract. And what I found out later is that he used me to increase the price and sold it two days later for, oh, for cash. Yep. He's all, I've got this offer over here and blah, blah, blah. Yep. He increases the price and sells it to someone else. Yeah. yeah. And that wow. whole year, I quit my six-figure job, uh, moved from Phoenix back back home. I got married um, and tried to buy this $10 million dollar company. And when all that went aside, I was sitting there going – the fuck am I going to do? You know, I just sat there at an altar with the best human being in the on the face of the planet, in my opinion, my wife, saying, I'm going to, you know, take care of you. You know, you're going to have an amazing life. You're never going to be bored. And now all of a sudden I got nothing. I failed. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a, I'm an asshole. I'm, I'm nothing. And it just slowly, slowly started. Every single day was, you're a piece of shit. You're dumb. And then it started, you're ugly. It was, it, it's so... You just started feeling you terrible. Started you started being so bummed about the, the... You got beat in that little game right there. Yep. And it just, you let it devastate you. Yeah. And I didn't know that at the time. But looking back, when I was going through that in my whole entire life, I started some nonprofits in my time. But when I was going to buy that company, my whole visualization or whenever I was looking at it, I was looking at the money that I would get so I could do everything for everybody else. The fact that, you know, I said earlier, all my friends have kids. I wanted them to come come to the store and I could show them, you know, work ethic and kind of help build them up and show them how to lead, in my opinion. You know, and so you're so, thinking I'll have jobs for all yes, my friends. I'll nobody have, will I'll, ever want anything. No debt. Yeah, I'll take care, I'll take of, care them. of all the debt, all this type of stuff. And, and I so, get to be around my friend. It's like, exactly. yeah, that's yeah. kind of a nice, beautiful thought. Yeah. 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 And so I, that's all I wanted to do. And then when that whole thing crushed, knowing some of the work that I've done psycho, um, psychologically and through therapy and some other things I've done, so looking back, is that I, f- I felt like I failed everybody else when all I wanted to do was help, which now after I kind of came out of that downward spiral, the depths of despair or whatever, now this podcast, I feel like I can help people. And I don't have to have this massive bank account because like most men, we often think, 
like our self-worth is connected to our net worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't need that. You know, you have a couple mics and a, and a guy that messes up the intro, and next thing you know, <laughs> <laughs> next thing yep. you know, you know, you're His broadcasting. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but you're absolutely yeah. right. It's, yeah. And it's almost like, well, because your thought was money. And mm-hmm. you're not thinking, I need money for myself. I want the biggest house. No, you're thinking, I need all this money because then money can get me the store and then I'll have the money to make sure everyone else can have money and then yep. all my friends have money. And yes, money's important. And you grew up in Southern California with us where yep. money's put on this fucking pedestal yeah. that's out, out of control. You have to have so much of it to even be able to rent an apartment here that yeah, money becomes a thing here. But, uh, but what you're almost realizing is money is not really everything, you know? Yeah. You can be there for people in a million other ways, and you can, I don't know, you could be the poorest guy in town and be the happiest guy in town. There's no reason why you can't. So yep. happiness is the goal, not money. You could, If you have all the money in the world, you're not happy. I would trade that to be the poorest guy in the world who's super happy. Yep. Because mm-hmm. fuck, you just want to be happy. And you're kind of saying that with the podcast. Duddy and I were laughing about it. Like, we had technical difficulties starting this show, who yeah. cares? You can be like, oh, it's got to be perfect. Duddy and I are far from perfect. <laughs> and we were talking about this before yeah. we hit record. None of us are like professional nope. talkers of any kind. We just started our show and we're making mistakes as we go. And our listeners and, and fans, and so I think they love that we make mistakes. And, yeah. they, and they're going to watch us get better, hopefully. Yep. They're going to watch us grow. And and um, yeah, so it's... it comes back to the name of the podcast, Overcoming You. Mm-hmm. Okay, Duddy and I could have got mad at the little dumb mistakes that start at the start of the show. That Mark made? Yeah, that Mark made. <laughs> we could have got mad at Mark, and we, we could have told everyone that it was Mark that did it. But right. we didn't do that. Yeah. Because we, we, it's, it's how you deal with a problem, right? right? Yeah. Um, and his name is Mark? It's, it's Mark. Mark. Yeah. yeah. Okay. With yeah. a C? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Got it. So, um, you look, yeah, we could have got mad. It could, and then our attitudes are bad and maybe the show's bad, but right. you know, it's up to you how you deal with it. Duddy and I, and you, we all f- fucking laughed at it and said, whatever, start it again. And yep. we hit record and we're having a great show. So you're kind of saying like you did with social media, we can blame social media or we can say, no, it's how you're reacting to social media. Yes. You can use yep. it for fun. Yep. It doesn't have to be serious, yeah, just right? Just a tool. Just, yeah. a, just a tool for sure. And that's the thing with the podcast is like maybe you have the same similar thing with with music. You know, when you love the heart of something that you do, you don't like this is the first thing in my 37 years that I've ever done where I make a mistake and I don't go, you're a piece of shit. You're terrible. I just go, okay, I need to do that better because Mm -hmm. this is my life's mission. I know that sounds cheesy or whatever. This is all I want to do because of the depths of the of the despair when um, not to turn a feeling good podcast into to bad, but when you have a shotgun, it, you know, pointed at, at your face, you don't want anyone to be like that anymore. And yeah. that's my whole goal. I was telling Mark outside, the guy that messed up, that, that guy right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was telling him, was telling him outside. Put a picture of Mark up for the, uh, <laughs> yeah. for the, for the fucking YouTube viewers. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling him outside. I was like, I know this is bad to say. There are people that I hate, like genuinely hate, and I don't want them ever to feel like I'd feel. And so if I can help one person, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. And I just happen to love podcasts and listen to them for years. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so the barrier of entry is so small, yeah. but the possibility is so big. Yeah. I never thought I would have the downloads that I have because who the fuck am I? You know, I'm not up yep. on stage. I'm not anything. But yet when you get a DM or an email saying, hey, that, that podcast really helped or, or hey, you know, totally. I've been there. Yeah. You know, that's that's it. That's all I want to do mm-hmm. the rest of my life. So yeah. it's just so... No, so that's great, you know, and and I think that that's a cool like the word of the day. We always have some subject or word of the day, and today we're doing it where it's it's overcoming you is today's subject, and it's great. And I think that 
everyone, I think the, your your biggest battle in life for everybody is yourself. Yes. And it's like you're always yes. constantly fighting with yourself. And, and, and once you can overcome that and, like, you know, kind of help yourself out and push yeah. yourself in the right direction, it's just so great. And I feel like for you and even for me, too, like that podcast was – probably part of that for you, like helping you overcome you. Like you said you were down in the dirt, you were yeah. feeling bad. And I bet this is very even therapeutic for you for sure. and helping you. And and this, and our podcast does the same for me. Like I learned so much from our podcast about myself from all yeah. the cool guests we have and just, you're like, wow, that's amazing. So it's like, yeah, overcoming you, like everybody's yeah. just constantly battling with themselves and it's, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to overcome. So yeah, I forget which author said it, but, um, Oh, it's in the book, um, The Art of War, not The War of Art, but The Art of War. Yeah. Great, great, fantastic book. He he wrote some screenplays, some movies that are uh, escaping me right now. But yeah, he's like an old, famous like, yeah. Chinese author, yeah. right? <laughs> no, he's a— Not that dude. No, not... he's a uh, movie producer or movie screenwriter, but um, anyway, he said that you often write the movies or write the books that you actually need for yourself. And so— That makes so much sense. This podcast here is— is a little bit selfish in the fact that I need to talk, I need to hang out with people that are feeling good. I need to hang out with people that have overcome because I know that I'm too weak. If I'm left to my own devices or if I'm just sitting there at home, it's, it's going to be bad news. So I need to take this mental health, the same that I take my physical health. You can't sit there on the couch and watch Netflix and expect to be physically fit. You have to do something. Same thing with your mind. You have to do something. Totally. And, Uh, and that's just, and that's a battle that I think so many people fight is that, that working out, getting started. They said, I'm tired. I'm lazy. I can't yeah. do it. I'm never going to. And we talked about it on the last one. You got to use energy to, to make energy. Yeah, You have to you use know? the energy to stand yeah. up and walk to the gym to do the workout. Sure. Yeah. But once you do the first workout, every workout gets easier because you have yeah. to use the energy to create more. That's once it. you start creating it, or once you start talking about your problems, you start. Yep fucking dealing with them. And then it becomes easier and easier yeah. to work out or talk about your problems. Yeah. And the more you, when you do something for yourself and you follow through, it's that right there starts to build self-worth. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I, I talked about on another podcast is that after um, this depression or the suicide attempt, I was so, I was so down that I wanted to do something for 30 days and I had to figure something out and I had to start so small So I took a quarter from my nightstand to my dresser. I said, I'm just going to move it from there to there. And I was in bed for all day, every day. And that's all I wanted to do. Well, we just glazed over something pretty insane then. Yeah. We never talked about the fact that you had a suicide attempt. Is that what you were talking about when you said shotgun pointed at your face? Yeah. I'm thinking, did this guy get mugged? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. So, um, well, let's go back to that real quick. So is this after the business loss thing? Yeah. When you're spiraling down? About a year after the business loss, you know, I was just, I was grasping at, at anything to try. I mean, I was throwing tens of thousands of dollars at Bitcoin to try to, like, get some huge thing in. I was yep. besting in shit. I had no fucking clue and went down and down and down. And then um, I guess I'll just kind of go, go into it. Just was like, that was it. I knew you could not tell me anything different. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that every single person on this planet would be better off without me. I just knew that even though that's not right, I just knew that. And so went to a, went to a hotel and grabbed enough cocaine to kill a small village, you know, with every single drug, whether it be Advil or anything, there's what's called an LD 50 rate, LD 50 lethal dose at which 50% of the population will die or cocaine is 1.75 grams. I did over four grams that night, hoping and praying that my heart would pass away or stop. 
And then since that didn't work, I had a backup plan and had a shotgun there and practice and practice and practice. I know that's kind of a little dark, but I wanted to make sure that nothing, when I went to go pull the trigger, that was it. You're like, I don't want to blow my face off and then have to hang out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And this sounds like something out of a movie, but what ended up happening is about a month or two before I changed the battery in my car, put the battery in my trunk where the shotgun shells were, that battery had tipped over, some um, acid or whatever is in there, and actually swelled the shotgun shell. So when I went to go pull, the bullet would not come through. And then, so <laughs> I was telling Mark outside, I know this is kind of sadistic, but the first thing I thought was like, I can't even do that right. I've heard oh. that plenty of times. Yeah, you know? yeah I've, I've heard that when people fail at suicide, and they're like, I can't even do this. Like, yeah. you, it's so an even deeper fall after the moment where you yeah. would hope would be clarity of some sort, you know? Yeah, and then... After that, you know, I text, um, you know, my wife, my best friend, my uh, brother, and because there, there's a feeling that you get when you're when you're at that point of the ledge, but then when you jump off the ledge and it still doesn't work, not to discredit anything else, there's just a different level of of despair that happens. Yeah. And so called them, they came, got me, and then that's when after about a month, I I didn't shower for weeks, I didn't do anything. And then finally, since then, I've been consistent. You know, I've been, I've tried everything to kind of create and fix kind of my mental health Mm -hmm. from psychology to prescription drugs to meditation, working out, sound baths. You know, like we were talking about with Natasha, I went down to Costa Rica, did ayahuasca ceremonies. I've tried Mm -hmm. to do everything I possibly can. And it all comes down to, it sounds so simplistic, but every single thing great in my life or in your life, every single thing bad in my life or your life all starts with the thoughts that you have. Yeah. And the thing that I always say on the podcast, the most important thing in this world, period, end of story, is what you think about yourself when you're by yourself. If you think you're a shitty dad, you're going to be a shitty dad. Totally. You cannot do it. Yeah. If you, th- if you think you can't go up on stage and, and rock out, what are you going to just all of a sudden, oh, got some crazy uh, talent? You know, you have to think about that shit first and you have to overcome that and figure that out. And for everybody, it's different for everybody's path and everyone to figure out um, how to overcome is is different. And some people don't have to think about it. There's Mm -hmm. literally that type of spectrum. Some people just do it and they're not. But it's a chemical thing. I think we all know that now. Like there's certain people that have depression, certain people that don't. And obviously, I think there's I don't even know if this is true, but there's probably things that happen in people's life that can sway it. Oh, one way or the other. Hundred percent. Yeah, but more and more, I guess they're learning that like some people are just prone to have yeah. that depression, and so they're the types of people that think they can't do things and they have to overcome. And there's yeah, millions and billions probably. Of yeah, people there's that those are going people that, that are that are already in tune to it. But then you can actually train yourself to do that in doing um, a medical procedure called TMS, a transcranial uh, magnetic system, is that your neural pathway. So. She did a really good analogy. She goes, every single time you drive home, you get off on the same exit, same exit, same exit. Well, if that exit in your mind is negative, you're just going the same way every single way, every single time. But you have no clue. You don't have a GPS to know that you can. You don't have to take that exit. Mm-hmm. And so you can figure out different ways and different patterns to interrupt that thought and then use a different exit or go side streets yeah. instead of <clears throat> thinking down that same Think negative path. Route. Yeah. If there's a prettier route, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I always do that. Like I get made fun of sometimes like Lorna and my wife, she'll be like, why are you going this way? I'm like, cause there, this way isn't the freeway. Like yeah. there's trees. I can see the ocean. It might take me 15 minutes longer, but I'm like, I'd rather 
I think I do that sometimes just subconsciously because I'm like, I'll be depressed if I'm sitting on the freeway in traffic. Yeah. I might get there 10 minutes earlier, but I'd rather go up the coast and then cut up. For sure. So maybe that's simple as something. Because I've had that too. Yeah, where you're, if you're going to work every day and you're sitting in that same traffic lane, getting on that same freeway, I used to have to drive, yeah, I sit yep. in traffic. It was only like 45 minutes of traffic, but yeah. that was enough there and back every yeah. day to just be like, ugh. And I remember I, I started switching the route because yeah. I was just like, dude, I can't. I would yep. look over on the freeway and see the, I would see the same people going to work on the freeway. Yeah. Uh, like I'd look over me, there's uh, the dude in that little pickup truck again. Yeah. I see You him. guys leave at the same <laughs> time. Yeah. Dude, how is this a five lane freeway, the 405? Oh. Yeah. And I remember yeah, I started so yeah. going up PCH and cutting over. I'm just like, fuck it. And I, I didn't even realize it, but it was because of that. I was getting depressed yeah. just going on that route. I swear I'd be like, oh, this is going to suck. So yeah, so you're yep. saying like same thing for like thought thought waves, yep. you know? Is that, is that's what you're getting at there. Is it's like if you're constantly sitting looking in the mirror, just going, "Fuck, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm yep. ugly, I'm ugly," you know? Yeah, you're gonna fucking think you're ugly and you're gonna feel ugly. But if you're just looking in that mirror, going, "You know what? Actually, I got I got nice hair, <laughs> right? You know, whatever. Yeah. I got different thought. Just take if you start doing that and just thinking positive, then next thing you know, you're just gonna start yeah, feeling better. Yeah, is that simple? You know? Is there more to it? Like, <laughs> well, what yeah. do you think? I mean, obviously that's one sure. way to, but no, it's so hard. Some right. people can't get. What if you can't get to there to even be able to look at yourself and give yourself a compliment? I mean, not yeah. not even just that. That was just yeah. an example, yeah. but just you know, totally. period in life. If you're just constantly always thinking the negative thoughts for every single thing you do, you're always gonna go. For the negative. You're always yeah. going to be looking for the negative. But if you just try to find, you know, one or two things good in it, even if it's something that you hate doing, like traffic, yeah. I yeah. hate this. You still have to do it. You I gotta have go to, to work, do it. Right? You well, have how, to. Yeah. Well, what can I do in there? Okay, well, I, now I found this rad podcast I like listening to. And now I almost look forward to the drive oh, because I can't right wait there. to do this. So yeah. just try and change that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he hit it on that's the head. That's a smart I, one right there. I yeah. did a talk to some, they call him at Rick. At risk youth, I hate that fucking term. But anyway, did this talk, and um, afterwards, this little girl came over, probably about 12, 14 years old, and goes, "Goes Josh, but you don't understand. I am so so ugly. You don't. I I'm just. I look terrible, and it Ugh, fucking broke my heart. Yeah. And I said, I said, listen, because a lot of times what happens is those negative thoughts, ninety nine percent of the time are not true, and you have to be like a lawyer and counteract that. And so I said. Do you have you have some sort of blouse, some sort of shirt, some sort of dress that you like, and you know you look good, don't you? Yeah. She goes, "Yeah, I got this black one." I said, "Go home, put that on, look in, look in the mirror, and go, hey, I look good," because what you're doing is you're proving those thoughts are not correct. And unless you counteract them, unless you f- figure out a ways to, mm-hmm. to say no, that's not correct, or prove it wrong, then it just constantly, you know, you believe what you constantly repeat, and so. It just you have to stop that that type of correlation. Yeah. It's the same thing as the it's energy. Then it's yes. the same deal. You yeah. got to yeah. use energy to create energy. So yeah, if all if all your energy is going negative, you have yeah. to use even more energy to fucking switch that momentum and start trying to be positive about yourself. And yeah. Daddy said, find something positive. Yeah. Something. Right. Everyone's got to have something that they're that they think they're good at, or at least hey, I'm pretty cool with this. <clears throat> start there and, and start being to, stoked. And you got to start that. small. It's going to take take time. Um, you know, I just heard, um, hold on, name drop coming in, coming in Uh-oh. hard, coming in hard, name drop. Um, I just heard, I went to school with uh, Steve Aoki, he's a couple years old. Whoa! Oh, watch your toes. Yes, dude. I am super, super important. I am very, very cool. Um, <laughs> but I just heard him on a podcast, and he goes, my first, um, my first gig or my first concert was with five people. 
Oh yeah. You know, and yeah. he built up, up from that. And I'm sure and that's actually what Same. I wanted to you. What's yeah. do you remember your first concert? Oh or yeah, remember... man. We we started off uh we were just an acoustic act that we would sit on stools. It was just me, Jared, and John and <laughs> they didn't even have a band. They started oh, out hopping yeah, actually, on stage yeah. with. I had a band. They would just come up. They had two songs, and they would just come up, and we would play their two songs during our sets. Sometimes, yeah, that was what they had. But those two songs were great, yeah. so everyone knew they were sure. dope. But yeah, then they had to go all the way down to acoustic guitar, Duddy and Jared. That's it. And then they bring John. John. Yeah, they played for they five played, people sometimes. Oh, um, I remember tiny yeah. some of the first shows we did that we actually played there a couple times was. Mahis. It was a fucking a sushi, sushi bar. Spot <laughs> sushi bar and seal beach. In the back of the sushi spot, they had a little bar area that was no joke, like yeah. not much bigger than this little podcast room we're sitting in, with like a little stage right over there that was, you know, we could barely fit us three sitting on stools on the stage. Yeah. And it was like six inches off the ground. Oh. Did you ever think that it would be become what it is now where you're you know, it's funny. selling out? Me and Jared have talked about this and we've actually had this. Question act, asked in many interviews. Um, yes, I did. Yes, we did. We always did. We always too. had yeah. this feeling. We were like, no, this is going to work. Yeah. This is going to work. It you was know? dope right away. Sure. We, like they, uh, we've talked about it on the show. Their first demo that they made was in our friend's garage. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if we played it right now, if the Dirty Heads never existed and we played that demo right now, everyone in here would be like, yeah. who the fuck you knew right away that it was interesting, new, different? Yeah. Right. We just I, had I this gut right feeling. You know? We just had yeah. this feeling. And we talked about it. Me and Jared, I remember when we were young, 13, 14, just getting going on this, we would talk about it too. We're like, man, I don't know. I just got this feeling. Yeah. yeah. got this feeling. And like, I got the same fucking feeling, man. Do you think it's just because you looking back now, connecting the dots now, do you think that you know this is just – you were just made for that. This is your love. This is what resonates with your soul and your heart. That's why you've been able to be so successful or. You know what? I don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it's um, one of two things. Yes. Partially that, that, you know, I just have a, a love for music always have and always you know, wanted to just, you know, perform and play music. But I think too, also uh, the people I was lucky enough to be like surrounded with. Like mm-hmm. my friends I grew up with that I played music with and, you yeah. know, like just all that worked out. Like, cause you gotta, you gotta, to be in a band, a successful band that starts out from nothing and tours in a van and grows and then st- and stays together with all the same members. Right. Like, damn, man, you gotta, you gotta be surrounded with some people who are very like-minded, very driven, mm-hmm. very positive, you know? And it's like, I feel pretty lucky that yeah. those were my friends. I just randomly we were friends before we were doing the band, you know, we were right. just buds and it all it just, so yeah, it was partially the, the love of music and partially I was lucky to be surrounded with some rad people. What's the worst thing you think you've ever said to yourself just about your music or? Oh man, I'll tell you the, the worst thing that I've ever done with music and I still do it sometimes is I'll write something that I really like, but then I won't really show the people because I'll think, ah, oh, they're going to think this is lame. Isn't and then that, I'll like never show them. And then it'll be like two years later or something. And I'll think about that. So I'm like, man, that was actually pretty fucking rad. But yeah. it's too late now. Like we've moved. We're not, you know, music changes and stuff. Yeah. You know? And you're like, fuck, like just totally doubting myself and telling me myself they're not going to like it before I even showed it to this, them. That right there is what I'm talking about. That is so fucking rad to me because I love hearing people because it's just so relatable. We've yeah. all done that. We've mm-hmm. all said that. And so I love it when people are be like, hey, I, someone that sold millions of records or millions of streams, you sell out everywhere, playing these huge venues, you still have this 
part where you go, oh God, I really don't feel feel that. Totally. That man. way. It's just so It's like and we it's like we said earlier, man, everyone's biggest battle in life is your fucking self. Yeah. Man. And uh and we and we talked about it for a second before you got here and we were saying about like the way you feel about yourself, you know, is really kind of the vibe you're going to put out to other people. And yes. if like, if you think, oh man, this, this group of people over here, they don't like me and they, they might not even care about you. Not in a bad way. They right. might not even be thinking about you at right. all. They have no thoughts about you, but you're like, they don't like me. So now every time you go around those people, you're going to act a little weird because you yep. think they don't like me. Yeah. Well now after a few times of you acting weird around them, they're probably like, that guy's fucking weird. Yep. You made them feel that way. So instead of, you know, going in there and being like, oh, I'm going to be myself and I'm going to go mm -hmm. and just act like, hey, what's up? I'm going to be nice. Hopefully these people are nice. And you could have made some new friends and that would probably what, Jake? Oh, I think it would probably make feel you feel good. good. Oh, oh yeah. Segway, I did not see that oh, one coming. I snuck I it. I snuck lost. it. I was actually lost. Duddy's getting philosophical. And no, he's no. okay. And All speaking right. of feeling good, on this show we have some sponsors that make us feel good. And first... Always, we start with Koi, a very amazing product we use on the daily here. I love the way that CBD makes me feel. Uh, if you're someone out there with lots of joints, uh, joint pains and aches and <laughs> lots of joints, I got lots of joints. Someone out there with lots of joints, yeah. let's smoke. Yeah, give me a call. No, but yeah, seriously, if you're if you're popping lots of over-the-counter, you know, painkillers and stuff like that, give CBD a try. I think you're gonna like the way it feels, and it's a lot healthier for you. And uh, one of their newer products that I've been loving lately is these gummies. They're not only delicious, they're packed with CBD, and they're going to make you feel great. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, go to KoiCBD.com and put in code DuddyB at checkout, and you will get 20% off your order. That's a heavy clap. I've got a new clap for the listeners There's on like here, a I weird don't like it click. as much. There's like uh, a weird click. There is the a weird clip. There's a clip. Or click. I'm not a fan yeah, of that Yeah, I'm done with that man. clap. I'm just going to clap myself. All right. Okay, go. And also, <laughs> <laughs> Sticky Vape, uh, another amazing product that we use here daily. Uh, and also, we made some new Sticky Vapes uh, with them, with the Dirty Heads, that is, for our new album. Three new Sticky Vapes, a Sativa, which is called Lift Me Up, the Hybrid, which is called Cloud Lifter, and the Indica, which is called Super Moon. And I've tried all three of these people, and they are delicious. So, Jake, where do you use your Sticky Vape? So uh, it is Halloween tomorrow, and um, I've put together a haunted house at my apartment on the third floor. I'm lying. But in the haunted house in my apartment on the third floor, I will be presenting quite a fog in there. Okay. 100% sticky vapes. Oh, That's how I'm whoa. using it. Yeah. Oh. I've hired 10 uh, um, puffers, and I'm going to have them just on a fucking 24-hour puff <laughs> zone nice. in the I house. I like it. Yep. I like it. So, yeah, if you want to go shifts. to <laughs> Not a monster, people. Okay, so that is stickyvape.com. Go check it out. Great product, great people. And also, on it, another amazing product, and that's on it with two N's, O-N-N-I-T. And uh, this company has so many great products. Jake, tell them about the Golden Ticket. Yeah, the Golden Ticket. I've been talking about the, the last several episodes. Alpha Brain. I think it's probably one of their most popular products. You hear about it a lot, Alpha Brain. It's just an... It's just a nice product that helps your brain function, helps your memory. I, I, I used it right before the show, as I always do. And what I did was I have a 60-capsule jar. In the 60 and 90-capsule jars of Alpha Brain, they have a golden ticket inside. The golden ticket's going to give you 
different levels of discounts, depending on how lucky you are when you pull it. And the main prize is you get to go to headquarters in Austin, train for the day, and you get set up with like a year's supply of all sorts of bitchin' stuff. But it's not just Alpha Brain. I mean, I use their protein powder, their pre-workout. They have like an electrolyte one that I, I've been running a lot. And so I use it every time before I run. And speaking of running, that's one thing. You you, you said something. I'll just weave this into the promotion. Perfect. You said um, kind of doing the, the work of, of, of changing your idea <clears throat> of what you think of yourself and <clears throat> running, okay? I, when you were talking about that, I was thinking, oh, my God, running is such a perfect thing that I could tell the people that are listening. If you're having trouble being proud of yourself for anything – start running because mm-hmm. I was never a runner, never yeah. liked it, never ran long distances in my life, but I, I'm starting to run now. And it, it's only three miles is the longest that I've ran. But dude, I'll tell you when you're running and you're not a runner like me, the whole fucking time, you're just telling yourself, stop. You yeah, don't yeah. have to be running anymore. Yeah. It's so just stop, you know, yeah, just but walk, dude. The whole time I was trying to reach this three mile thing. Cause I want to do a 5k. I signed myself up for a 5k mm-hmm. in December. I'm like, I've never even ran three miles. I don't think. Yeah. And it was hard to even run two miles. I accomplished that. And I finally ran three and I swear to God, it's as easy as going outside and running farther than you think you can run, giving yourself a distance that's reasonable. And then do not walk, just mm-hmm. run until you finish that distance. And I felt so proud of myself. I swear. Cause the yep. whole time I was telling myself, stop. Yep. But I was also telling myself, don't stop. Even though your whole body is saying, stop fucking running. No one's telling you to run. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to run. I did it, dude, and I ran the three miles, and I felt great, and now it's like I can't wait to try to run mm-hmm. four miles, mm-hmm. you know? And that's such a simple thing that you can start right now. If you, I had someone tell me once, you need things to hang your hat on. Somebody's yes. all, dude, everybody needs things to hang your hat on, little accomplishments. Like if you're not accomplishing anything, if you're just living your life the same every day, you're, you're gonna, you need to find reasons to be proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. It, yep. And if, if running a mile when you've never ran is, is something so easy, dude, it's something to hang your hat on. Once you yes. do it, you're like, whoo, I ran a mile. I guess I'm a runner now. And you get yep. yourself some new running shoes and you yep. try to and sign yourself up for a 5k. Now you've got something motivating you that that's maybe a month away and you have a purpose to run. And then you complete the 5k, which is only 3.2 miles. Yep. And you've done something, something else to hang your hat on. So I'm going through it myself. You know, yeah. I'm older. I just, I just had a kid. I don't have a lot of more free time. So I'm yeah. like, well, I think I can run. That's something I can do. And I'll sign up for a race. That way I feel like I'm actually accomplishing something. And I didn't think about it until you said it a, a yeah. while ago. That's something I'm looking to hang my hat on and be proud of myself. Yeah, you did a 5K. Yep. So everyone who's listening, something as simple as that. And that takes me back to oh, on it. So that's on it with two ends. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's the promo code? Oh, Hey, dude, I might have inspired someone to get some on it fucking electrolytes and do a 5K, daddy. So stop hating. If you're someone who really (laughs) wants to get into the long-winded explanations, (laughs) then you're going (laughs) to... Look, I don't talk much, guys. And so when I... Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's on it with two N's. O-N-N-I-T dot com. And if you do forward slash daddy, you're going to get 10% off. Sign up for And that's a good deal. Get on it. All right. Yeah, that Alpha Brain stuff is really, really good. I'm not saying that just to say that Alpha Brain. And then you read um, Aubrey's book, um, Own the Day. Oh, that's, one, life. that's like the owner. Aubrey. Yeah. I have, I have not, not read it. No. It's a really, really, really good okay, book. Okay, cool. Yeah. What's yeah. it called? It's called um, Own the Day, Own Your Life. Okay. And he just talks about his morning routine, all different types of morning routines. But it's really, really kind of good book, a really easy read. Oh, yeah. I'll check so that out kinda, for sure. Kind of cool. Did he talk about running 5Ks? 
No. No? Okay. No. <laughs> well, we covered that then. Oh, man. Actually, yeah. that's his second book he's coming out. It's just all about running 5Ks. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I'm going to go home now and be, and be depressed about that. Ah, oh, damn, I shouldn't have went on that 5K rant. <laughs> I think Duddy's mad at me. Nope, nope, no, no, I'm going to no. go on. Nope. Oh, See how easy no, it is, y'all. It's that See, easy. Now he thinks I'm mad at him. Now he's going to act <laughs> weird around me, and then it's yep. going to, you know. I hope Duddy likes me. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh boy! So where were we? <laughs> you, on a on a side note, have you been to that um, that was it Lowell's Cafe up in L.A. The I don't first, think so. I think it's the first oh, restaurant where you, you can you like can smoke, smoke pot. Why oh, you? I have you not eat. been there. I just went there two weeks ago with two of my buddies. It was one of those things where you go there and you go, I am literally going to tell so many people about this. I remember the first restaurant the first day that you could smoke weed inside of a restaurant yeah. you know or inside of a bar it's actually really it's really really cool really I, really cool so experience. what was the vibe in there was it a bunch of people just trying to puff hard like just non-stop or was it like yeah. more like nowhere to <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i think because it's so new like it's just you a, can rent you can rent a bong which i know doesn't sound that sanitary but my buddy did and you know just do a bong right at the table yeah but um, i'm sure they clean the shit out of that yeah bong. They, i asked them that they yeah dunking in every single thing yeah. but um yeah it was it was a real cool vibe and everybody is so freaking nice you know, everybody was so down to earth. It wasn't obviously they don't it's because they're stoned. There. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you don't have like the bar scene. You know where it's like. Oh yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. not a just rowdy zone. It's yeah. more of a chill thing. I've I went to Amsterdam once. I did get to smoke there. I was only in Amsterdam for like two days, so I went to one bar where I bought the weed, and then we went to another bar where we just watched uh, bands play. Mm-hmm. Like you know, whatever a bar. We and it was it was still the only time in my life that I've been able to sit there, have a beer at a table with friends and we were all rolling joints and yeah. Yeah. there's something kind of awesome about it. No, you know, it's, it's all, a good time. It's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah you, for sure. Can we get the temperature up in here a little bit? It is frigid. <laughs> Hotter. Yeah. yeah. Raise that temp. But it's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that. I'm a, I'm a barber, so I'm always hearing people telling I had people talking about that yeah. spot in my barbershop. Yeah. It was it was just really cool. Very seldom in life do you know like, hey, I'm going to tell a lot of people about yeah. like the first of something. And so it was just kind of a cool experience. To yeah. Have no, you done cool. that ever? When you guys went to Amsterdam, you guys yeah, have yeah, been there. Yeah. Then you guys smoked in a bar. Yeah, and totally. It's just, it's just oh, it's nice. Oh, it's so funny. It's well, I went, cool. I went and yeah. I went, we did one time we went with uh, Sublime with Rome and did some shows over there. And, you know, we went to a coffee shop where you smoke and I'm with, you know, me and Rome and like LD. And there was a couple of us there that were like, Big smokers, right? Oh, and like, the DJ the, the for DJ, Sublime yeah. Rome. And, you know, you go there and they're rolling up like little joints and they're like, a lot of them are like half tobacco, half weed, yeah. like boom. I love that, by the way. In Europe, everyone yeah. does that. The little, half tobacco, little half, half, tobacco, half weed. weed. It's really cool. It's a little bit different. Yeah. So Rome, we're sitting there and, and we just had, we had so much weed because yeah. we're, we're fucking, we're, we're Americans, you know? So right. we're just like, we want so had much weed. Yeah. So, of course, so we sit there and Rome just takes out this huge grinder and weed and, and he just, Grinds a fucking mountain of weed, like a pile of fucking weed. And we're just rolling huge blunts and puffing. And we all of a sudden look up and we realize like everyone in the place is just looking at us. Just like, what the fuck? I remember my first smoke. What are you doing, (laughs) Totally. We're just like, oh, oh, yeah. You guys were the jocks at the party. They're just crushing fucking beers and (laughs) slamming them again. They're like Americans. God. Well, you've never gotten high before. Yeah, my favorite oh. was that we we did we played Amsterdam. Uh, we did the the cannabis cup in Amsterdam one year, and 
our keyboard player, Sean, and our bass player, Dave, they go walking around <clears throat> and they come back and, and they're like, you know, kind of fucking high. And our keyboard player is like really high and he doesn't even really smoke much. Yeah. And this whole building is just filled with pot smoke. So everyone's feeling pretty high. And he's like, man, I'm, I'm feeling pretty high. We haven't played yet. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I went and I ate one of those like pot brownies, like the, the space cake pot brownies. Oh, dude, he munched with those? <laughs> We're like, you know that that's not just pot in there, right? You know, yeah. there's like mushrooms. Uh, mushrooms. Right. <laughs> Shit. He's oh. like, what? And he's like, Dave ate one. And Dave's like, yeah. <laughs> and I knew there was mushrooms in them. He's like, you didn't know there <laughs> it was yeah. so have Dave ever, ate one. Dave's turned the opposite way yeah. looking at the lights. <laughs> oh, dude, that's fucking, fucking Have awesome. you ever gone out on stage just like way too high or like just drank a little bit too much I, before? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we talked about it. We even showed yeah. <laughs> one. Uh, we had one show, and I won't go too far into it because we, we, we talked about it on an episode. But, yes, I had a show at a place called Weirdos in the outskirts of like Austin. And, uh, oh, man, got way too drunk and couldn't even barely fucking remember how to play or anything. And, <laughs> That was kind of like the time where I was like, you know what? I'm not drinking before I play anymore. Ever, yeah. So I don't like I'll make a I'll make a cocktail like 20 minutes before we go on and I won't even really finish it. Right. That's yeah. about it. And for the listeners that are maybe new listeners that haven't gone back, it was either episode one or three. It was a cheese episode, right? Where we talked about weirdos. Was it not? Or was it was either a cheese or a Rome? Yeah. So go back and look at the two episodes with cheese or the episode with Rome. We talk about Duddy being way too drunk on stage and we talk about how cheese, the manager of the Dirty Heads, ended up punching i don't i think knocked out one of the security <laughs> guards it was Jeez. a crazy ass night so he saved me so the and end yeah, of that story we go was it long yeah. way. it's really good <laughs> the end of that story for listening you know it was you know like i said hammered oh. going up on stage now i'm on stage we're playing and i'm just in my head going what the fuck am i gonna do yeah i can't get out of this now and then like three songs in i'm like not even realizing what's happening and and one of our tour managers on that time was like pulling me off the stage. He's like, Duddy, come on, let's go. He's like, the show just got canceled. Like I'm in my head, in. like, it was a shit I'm in my show. head going, Whoa. someone's listening. Like, oh my God. So Look he saved God. me and, I, and it got Jeez. canceled because our manager, Cheese, came and he wanted to go like in the back where the bus was, but he didn't have his pass and the security guard wouldn't let him so long. So yeah. he ended up knocking the security guard out and then cops came and canceled the fucking show. It's a, it's a great <laughs> story and we have yeah. footage to back it up. So go yeah. back and seek that nice. out. But yeah, that's a fucking good one. And that's Daddy very, was, very cool. Daddy was tanked, but when we reviewed the footage, we're like, you actually played decent. Okay. But you could tell he was off. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. All In right. my head, it was fucking horrible. Yep, but so he was beating himself was beating up. And then up. guess what? Years later, you look back at it and you're like, whoa, 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 bad. whoa. Weren't that bad, Duddy? I just got some bad fucking news. Uh oh. Duddy just got a text Christian for Christian McCaffrey's status changed from healthy to questionable. Uh -oh. Oh my. Is that a football thing? That is. Yes. And if you oh. are a fantasy football or that just a football good. fan, I have McCaffrey, who's the fucking best. And he. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Look at Josh yeah. is losing his mind over there. Oh, he'll be I, fine. He'll be I've fine. I've got Hukerski on my team. <laughs> oh, oh. Did you have Mahomes? And he's too? doing just fine. No, I didn't. Thank God. <laughs> that would suck if you had both. You know what sucks when <laughs> when you're watching and your buddy has. You know, say for instance, you're, you're you're if you're playing fantasy football, yeah. and that week you're playing the guy who has Mahomes, and he goes down, you're like, yes, yeah, I'm right. so glad that that poor guy is fucking hurt. You yeah. know, like <laughs> fantasy football is made watching so much different. It so is. I hate to say this out loud, but I'm a Charger fan, 
Um, and <laughs> Get out of so, here. Yeah, I should. <laughs> but, you know, you're watching football, and then you're rooting for – the defense playing your team yeah. to like get an interception, but not a touchdown. And so it's just this it's weird, weird dichotomy. You're like, yes, do good, but don't do that good. It makes you root <laughs> against your own team. It's it weird. does. Yeah. It does. It, yeah. it is kind of weird how it's become watching sports now that I do that shit. And I was the guy too, that for years, like my friends tried to get me to do it. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna do fucking fantasy. Right. That's for dorks, you know? <laughs> and they finally talked me into it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really fun. It actually does. Make it's it's fucking fun. fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Betting on anything makes it more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But now you it's know, cool. Oh, it's even just shit yeah. talking. Really, it is. Yeah. It's a lot of That's shit talking shit. with yeah. the friends. Cool. But it is good because I do find myself watching like so many games now that I would never have watched before. Yeah, yeah. Does make it a little bit more interesting. It gives a little bit more substance. But I think you're right. The uh, shit talking with friends, like oh, that's, that's what it's all about. That's, that's what it's really where the <laughs> yeah. victory. Lies. If you're in a yeah. fantasy league, and I'm saying this, and I hope the people in the leagues I'm in are listening, that this this is you. If you're in a fucking fantasy league and you don't post ever like on the text thread or nothing and people are posting funny shit and you never respond get out of the fucking league dude what the fuck are you doing what are you here for good god fuck i will post no. comedy gold mm -hmm. crickets spend the majority of my week figuring out some sort of shit totally. talking that'll get right to the guy's heart that i'm playing dude like, your mom never loved you. Yeah. Just, yeah. You're gonna lose a fantasy. Dude, I my team is always Michael Jackson. That's my team name. And I fucking only speak like mostly in like Michael Jackson lyrics and song titles. And what I'll do is all the guy I'm playing or whoever, I will go and Photoshop Michael Jackson doing bad things to him and his family. Yeah. And kids and stuff. Wait, what? Oh yeah, I'll I'll Photoshop Michael Mike Jackson. Jackson doing bad things to kids. Yeah, and I have to Photoshop it. I have to Photoshop like it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that um, but <laughs> and some people, some people, I will fucking R. respond oh, and they'll just fucking laugh <laughs> and blah blah. And I will fucking go through the time of photoshopping a hilarious photo of Michael Jackson doing something fucked up, and I will fucking share it with them, and no response. Ooh, How dare you? What? How well, who won you? that trash talking battle then? You did all that work, sent it, and they just said, Oh, he for oh, sure damn, won. It's a forfeit. Dude. Oh, it's a forfeit. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Oh, man. I don't know. I know this is oh, blasphemy to say, but my favorite song is Man in the Mirror, Michael Jackson. Damn. For sure. Okay. Yeah. That's not blasphemy. I, well, I have some other musician friends. That's one of my favorite songs I ever wrote. <laughs> I'm asking I'm Michael him Jackson. to change yeah. his way. That, that goes right to the heart of what we're talking yeah, right. about. Yeah. Yeah. And, you can't lie to them. I've always, I always say that you can't lie to yourself. Like when you're looking at yeah. the mirror, you can lie to everyone on earth, but when you know who, you know what yeah. you did, you know, the decisions you made, you know, if they were good or bad. And when you're looking in the mirror, laying in bed, you can't lie to yourself. Yep. So that's why your your yourself is kind of a good thing. It keeps you in check if yeah. you listen to it, you know, and if you pay attention. Yeah. And you said the exact same thing, just to kind of bring it back full circle is that with your running, you have to, every single person on the planet, I think, has to have something that they do for themselves that has a little bit of progress in it. Mm -hmm. And it can't be, in my opinion, it can't be like maintenance stuff. Like working out is, you should just do it, but you have to have some sort of progress that yeah. whether you post it on Instagram or not, you still feel good about it. You yeah. don't need the likes or anything. Yeah. But those little tiny increments of progress is so fucking crucial because that's how you build self-worth. You say, hey, I'm going to go run a mile and you do it. 
that little thing, it's like a mental curl. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I did it. And then, oh, run two miles. Oh, I did it. When you do the right thing when you don't want to do it is so crucial for mental health. Yeah. It's just like working that physical health, mental health is no different. And I like what you said with progression. Yeah, because it's let's go run a mile. But then if you just only run a mile, it's not going to work anymore. You, yeah. you, you got to improve it and you got to keep breaking little barriers to keep proving to yourself you can do more than you thought. I, yeah. What happened to me why I started running, first of all, my wife started running and she did like a 10K from not even running at all. She worked out and did it, which is six miles. I was like super proud of her. I'm like, sure. dude, that's kind of rad. I went and supported her on the race when she ran six miles. Shit, I don't think I've ever ran six miles straight in my life. I yep. guarantee you I haven't. So then I started wanting to run and I would watch running videos and I see people, it's like, I watched a dude the other day who he was like a super overweight, almost 300 pounds. And it started with him just, I'm going to try to run a mile. And he ran a mile and then he signed himself up for a 5K. And that turned into a 10, half marathon. And now he runs 100 mile races. And I watched the documentary on that dude. And I was like, he was super depressed. He was only 28 years old, I think. And he was almost 300 pounds. He's like, when I saw the scale was basically 300 pounds. He's all, it just hit me. Like, I got to change. I'm married. I want to be better. And he was depressed and everything. And he started with the smallest thing of running a mile. And it turned into, he now runs a hundred mile races. And and I watched his video on YouTube and it inspired the shit out of me. And I went out and said, oh, I'm going to keep setting my barriers. I'm going to sign up for a race because then I have to do it. Literally, you know, so it's the progression of it. Like you said, don't, yeah, like. Progress, yep. even if you're working out, make sure you're working out for a purpose and you're seeing the results so that you can be stoked yeah. on yourself. And you have to start small. That's what I was saying with that with that quarter. Once I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here. I'm not gonna leave. I want. I just took that quarter from my nightstand to my dresser, and I said, I'm gonna do it for 30 days. I didn't tell anybody. I mean, it's just my wife and I. Yeah. We don't have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, nightstand dresser, nightstand dresser, nightstand dresser. Then all of a sudden, 10, 14 days into it, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go run, and I started to run too. And then nightstand dresser, nightstand dresser, nightstand dresser. Then one mile turned into two miles, turned into three miles. And then next thing you know, I go, hey, I've never, I'm like you, I've never ran ran more than a yeah. 5K in my entire life. I hate fucking running with yeah. a fire patch. I hate it. Almost hate everyone it. doesn't want to yes. run. It's like, ugh. And so I set out and I was like, I'm going to do the Long Beach Marathon. Insane. And so ended up, yeah, so ended up working, um, working out, started with, 12-week process, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, one mile, two mile, three mile, one mile, two mile, three mile, so on and so forth. Next thing you know, 12 weeks, you ran over 173 miles. And then next thing you know, you cross that finish line, 26.2 miles. I never in a million fucking years would think that I'd be able to do that marathon. But it started actually with that stupid fucking quarter. Yeah. yeah. It started so small. But that progression, I'll be very honest. It sounds so fucking stupid, and I get it. But after those 30 days, I was actually proud of myself. Like, hey, you finally like, yeah. went through on something, even though there's you were so depressed do, you couldn't yes. get out of yeah. bed. That's so it. moving a quarter yeah. the hardest the room is something. Yeah. Yes. It's something. The first step's the hardest one right yeah. there. Just yeah. I gotta stand up. Yeah. You one know? of your other um episodes, I forget with the um with the comedian gal. I'm sorry, her name's um, Vanessa. Vanessa, Vanessa Johnson. Johnson. She said the same thing, which I totally agree with, is that that initial inertia when she gets out of bed, you uh, okay, I'm gonna get get going. Just that first little Push yep. is the hardest one, and then it starts to snow, snowball. Yep. Yep. Over, then you're so. just doing it again. Yep. It's that step. It's like Duddy said a couple episodes ago. It's like the first day going to the gym is always yes. the worst. Oh. You have to convince yourself, I'm not a gym person. How dare I walk? Everyone the, in there is going to be fucking uh, in there, and, and no one in there is going to even look at you or dude, care you're no. there. You're touching something perfectly. <laughs> yeah. We all walk around, and we think we're in our own movie where all the cameras are pointed at us, and everyone's aware of us. We all do it, and, and everyone's judging us. And everyone else 
is in their own movie yes. who also thinks everyone's judging them. So go do whatever it is you want to do and no one is worried about you. And if anyone is is thinking about you and judging you, it's because they're so far yes. from happy themselves that they're just out of it. Like yeah. you, go be yourself and nobody is looking at you. Nobody's laughing at you and it's... Yeah. Live your live your life. Be the gonna, best you. I'm gonna butcher this quote, but I think it's Eleanor Roosevelt. She she goes, "You will you will not care how much other people think about you when you realize how little they do. Nobody gives a shit no, about yeah. you. They're, They're thinking, all worried about themselves. Sitting here going, hey, is 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 um, Duddy gonna like me? Is he gonna? Yeah. No, that's that's it. Everyone is." thinking about what they're thinking, what other people are thinking about them. They, yeah. They're not, nobody cares. Yeah, nope. and just like yeah. you, Duddy said it, it's like when you think someone might not like you or you want someone to like you so bad, you start acting different around them and then you're not yourself and yeah. they're not going to like you. Like, don't worry if Duddy or yeah. anyone's going to like, just be you. You're yeah. fucking worth it. You're a human. Right. You've had experiences that led you all the way up to where you are. Let's talk. Yeah. And one of the coolest things, the, the sexiest things Coolest things on the planet is when an individual is just unapologetically themselves. Oh, yeah. And you can, I feel feel like us as human beings, we can smell that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. When you come off and you're like Slick Rick and you're doing, and you know, you got your agent fucking type of three suit, <laughs> three suit dude. And you're like, get the fuck out of yeah. here, dude. Get out. I just yeah. want real people, whoever that is, whether you're a billionaire or yeah. whether you're a trash man, if you're just a real you, people are just so attractive oh, yeah. to that. Everybody, you know? Everybody's got that person in their life that they know that they're thinking of right now. Yeah. Everyone knows at least <laughs> one person where you're like, dude, that guy doesn't give a fuck or girl yeah. doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks. And right. you're just like, God, I love that guy. Yes. And sometimes <laughs> that person will piss you off because they'll do things where it's like, they're but not even, like, but they're just, just being them. them and they're not trying to hurt yeah. you. They're just so them. Yeah. They, I love it. Sometimes they're going <laughs> to forget about other shit and yeah. you just go, well, I don't, I like them. So yeah. fuck it. Yep. You know, yeah. it's like, and no one's perfect too. Yeah. Every one of us has friends and your friends have things that you absolutely love about them. And maybe a few things that you're like, that's a little weird. Yeah. Every single person on earth, yeah. but the sum of everyone that you know is enough that you love them. Yeah. Totally. No one's a fucking floating perfect angel. If, if I knew someone that was never even once yeah, Mark's in there. Yeah. Mark. Uh, well, Mark's a total piece of shit. But I mean, <laughs> most people have redeeming quality. Mark, get yeah. in here so we can see the uh, opposite of exactly what we're explaining. <laughs> exactly. Put up a picture of Mark. But no, Mark is fucking uh, great. We love Mark. He fucks up all the time. But we love him. The sum of Mark yeah. Yeah. is so much more than well, all the Well, I guess the Mark is exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> he's he's a, He is... He is exactly who he is, and he will never change. Dude. He's the guy who fucks the stuff up. Yeah, and, and he's he okay even really with that. that much up. But he's we just fine like to with add. It. <laughs> <laughs> but look at Mark is actually looking at us through the window right now and laughing his ass off. And dude, D Duddy and I have been brutal to Mark since like the third day we met him, and he <laughs> and he laughs at us when we do it. Yeah, we fucking love him. I don't want anyone else but Mark because I gotta have someone to shit all over every right, day, Daddy. Right, yeah. You too. Oh man! Yeah. And he loves sure. it. Look at him; he's so happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we we do on this podcast. We always have a segment called Band Camp, where the guest just tells a story about whatever. And obviously, a little different for you it's a, is podcast world. But like, sure. do you have a, any sort of story from? Funny, Anything weird. scary, funny. You've already uh, been interesting. inspirational. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. So just, let, is there something any, funny? Anything. Yeah. So um, I got a drop. Let's see if this doesn't crack super loud. They got all our drops today. Mark fucked it up. Oh, and this one time at band camp. A little crispy, Mark. A little crispy. Maybe turn down the mids. All right. So <laughs> I, 
li- I listen to the podcast and I understand that there's a little bit of a theme of shitting your pants. Oh, you gotta oh. shit yourself? Yes. Nice! Ah. A fucking band camp shit story? Yes. Double zinger. So I would like, I wish this was, you know, hey, I'm in grade school, I'm in high school, the later I'm in the college. better. I wish it was there, but we're talking, I'm 37 now, so we're talking in my 30s, for okay. sure. I forget, okay. maybe 33. Okay. Yes. And I'm at a, um, I don't even think I've ever told my wife this, so when she oh. hears it, she's going to be like, oh, that's what happened. Oh, so, I love it. Yes. My wife and I go, We um, when I was working for that corporation, when I was at the corporate office, I was out in Phoenix. That's where the headquarters was. And there was a... Um, like an outlet store. And we go there and we go to the first place. And luckily, by the grace of whatever, it was a store that I got a pair of pants and some other shirts and stuff like that. And then she's like, hey, I'm going to go over to the girl store. I was like, well, I don't want to go there. Let me go to um, you know, skate shop. Let me look sunglasses, whatever. And as I'm going, this has never happened to me in my life. As I'm going, I'm like, oh, I got I got a shift. It's like, all right, let me find a bathroom. And then all of a sudden, something ungodly happened where it was like you have to go now and then here's the weirdest thing is that you got you your mind goes go quickly but then you start to go quickly and so your legs start to go further apart which obviously elongates some things and then you got to go smaller and then you have to like try to hold and so you're walking tiptoeing but you're trying to go tiptoe real fast real fast and then that comes so stressed out right now that clinch walk it's a waddle exactly and i i was like finally something Something's coming out. I gotta go, and so I ran. As soon as I hit the bathroom, everything started to to exit. And luckily enough, I had my my um, clothes that I just bought. Ugh. And I text my wife, and I said, I said, "Oh my god, I just went in the bathroom, and somebody did something on the floor and accidentally slipped and fell in it. And so oh, I just threw my clothes too ashamed away. To yeah, even. too ashamed. And I went straight <laughs> home. Good cover. Good cover. Straight home and just showered. I never told anybody that sense, so might as well tell it to the whole entire world oh, on your show. I love that. Oh, that feeling so is oh. the exact feeling I had because my shit pants story is I, you know, I've told it on this show, but I had my pants almost down as I was shitting, so it kind of clipped my belt line. Yeah. It was that feeling. I was at a birthday party, and I'm like, oh, I think I gotta go to the bathroom. I start, we were playing football. I started running back to my friend's house, and three, four steps in, I went, oh, no, this is now. And I ran behind the bushes and tried to make it and didn't quite. Same feeling as you. It's like this weird thing. Three, four steps in, you're like, oh, no. No, this isn't a leisure. This is absolutely now. Yeah. And, and, oh, it's the most horrifying. Duddy has not been there, dude. Duddy has not been there yet. Where that you know what's gonna happen at, <sighs> on episode one hundred? He's gonna be like, you know what? I actually do have a story. He's been he's gonna be hide it Dude, this whole time. <laughs> we're gonna do. We're, we're planning on doing uh, like a Christmas tele some sort of telethon for the holidays to raise some. And Duddy said if we raise ten thousand dollars, he's gonna shit his pants on air. <laughs> and we've already had someone who has. Who has the money? Who said I will gladly yeah. put up ten thousand dollars? So we might have like a purposeful pant shit yeah. for, the, for, the, oh. for the kids or for the people. We're whatever. gonna need some plastic in here for that yeah. day. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be an episode oh. of Dexter. There's that pre-workout that is the name of it is not correct because it's called No Explode. Oh, I know that will, stuff. I've seen that on it the will shelf. Explode. Really? Oh my God! I've seen the no ex- N- no yeah. explode. Yes. Is what no? I don't yeah. know what the no is for, but no explode. Yeah, you're like it should be. You will will explode. Yeah. I know a way that because I was like I don't know how I'm gonna bank myself. So long time ago when I was I had to do a drug test for a job uh, 
that I got. I remember and, these days. Yeah. And uh, I went and got one of those detox drinks where, you know, you drink it and then there's like a like an hour long period you have where your pee will be clean. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens is it tells you, like, give yourself, you know, an hour or two after you drink this to be on a toilet because you're just going to piss and shit right. everything out. And then what you do is you're drinking water the whole time. So you piss and shit everything out. So then for like an hour, the only thing you're peeing out pretty much is just water. Yeah. And that's how you pass your test. So I read the directions and did this. And I was going to this drug test with a friend of mine. We both got the same job and we were both going to, to do the drug test. And uh, I pick him up from I pick him up from his house. And so I, I, I did the proper procedure and I know I'm good. So I pick him up and I get in the car and he's drinking the oh, fucking no, drink. Oh no. I go, no. what are you doing? He goes, what? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? No. So I'm like, you're dead. You're yeah. fucked. As Josh would say, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. You're fucked. So uh, exactly what you think would happen happened, and we're fucking halfway there, and he's like, you got to pull over right now. <laughs> yeah, so I pulled off, and I'm, I'll never forget, I pulled off the freeway, and there was this little fucking Chinese restaurant there, and he ran into the Chinese restaurant, and he was in there for like an hour. Uh, and we're 20 minutes. I can't just leave yeah, dude, the, the guy. The thing is it cleans out your yes, whole system, bro. Yes. Come on. So I thought, and I remember I had, we had to like call and be like, I'm so sorry. We're going to be a little late and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, you fucking idiot. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so if you want to shit your pants, if I need to, that's, I'll now have to I get one of those about drinks. how awkward it'll be. You're like, we've reached 10,000 and the cameras are just on you. And you're like, I am now shitting inside. My, like, how is this going to even yeah. go down? And I'll have to be like, he did it. He did it. We got it. I mean, we're not going to show it. We're just going to have to go yeah. on the fucking it's honor system. <laughs> Can't you put that on the Patreon site? Someone could pay for that. Yeah. Well, I told yeah. people that I'll, I'll put up my the, the underwear and pants for auction afterwards. Oh, and that's true. Yeah. Little, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I'm sure we'll get another 10 grand for our, uh, easily. Yeah. It'll oh go for, God. you know. Feed hungry people. <laughs> we'll just send them yeah. the underwear. They can eat. This that. episode took a real <laughs> left turn. I blame okay. you. Okay, I blame you. So before we get out of here, is there anything? Uh, where can people find? Yeah, let's uh, do the your... outro here. Begin. Yeah. Um, no podcasts everywhere that you get podcasts. Um, Overcoming you. Uh, it comes out every Monday. We've got people from all walks of life, uh, Olympic level athletes, the level executives. Uh, regular people like you and I just talking about kind of what we just did. Yep. Talking about Cohen uh, overcoming. And one of the things that I, in all sincerity, I know it's um, kind of feels awkward to get compliments on your own podcast, but, <laughs> you know, podcasts like this and, you know, your music, you guys literally make people's day better. And, you know, so many times I've put on your music and you, you lift me up and all that type of stuff so i just want to thank you thank for the you, podcast man. thank you for having me coming on in all sincerity from the bottom of my heart thanks for the music and uh love you guys so Dude, much. thank, thank you, you know, appreciate that man that was awesome and yeah man thank you so much for spending the time and coming down and hanging with us cool yeah. right on man. all right thank i hope you. everyone thanks, who listens feels better and if you're out there and you're struggling you're absolutely not alone every single person you know has gone through those times everyone like you talked about yeah. athletes the, the most popular people on earth that you think are just sailing above the clouds they're all going through it so let's do it. Just Everyone makes mistakes, especially Mark. Don't worry about yes, it. He just they, made they more happen. with the outro. They happen. Yep. So thanks yeah. again to everyone here at Reamp. And uh, yeah. Cool. Peace out. Peace. See you. Thanks. <laughs> right on. Now.